Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. We're taping here on October the 6th, 2021. This will hit on the morning of the 7th. We're working with new equipment, so <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to bear with us. And if you don't know what I mean when I say equipment, shame on you! Shame on you for not watching the league. Uh, Six, good seven times. years gone, but still not in forgotten. our hearts and in our minds and in our equipment. Yes. <laughs> Equipmunks for everyone. All right. So, of course, as we talked about the last couple of weeks, now our, our new format for the rest of the year will be NFL segment one. So, talking about week four of the NFL season, the Bears have actually figured out a way once again to save Matt Nagy's career. Ugh, I know, but it was the Lions. I still I still <laughs> think there's something there with the Lions. Honestly, if it wasn't for that botch snap. I know. That, that destroyed their momentum early on. It's... And kids, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm just trying to find excuses. Because I like Dan Campbell. I really do. But that that the Lions at this point have a culture of losing in the most bizarre, unimaginable ways possible. And it doesn't matter who's the coach. They're just cursed. In many ways, they reflect the Bears. They do. They do. Because if you think about it, you got old school, you know, century, basically, yes, yeah, centuries old ownership. ownership group. Yes. You know, when you look back at the, the generations and generations of the Ford family and the McCaskey family, <sighs> and the thing is they won't let go, but they don't know how to run an NFL program they don't know how to run an nfl team that's and, that's and the I'll sad say, part and you get people get churned up in the system the lions have probably had more and better players than the bears have had over the last 30 years think about it calvin johnson stafford barry sanders going way back yeah but you know like jared goff i don't hate jared goff i don't think he's a bad quarterback but he's but again, who is he throwing the ball to? They've There's got nobody. a tight end and they've got nobody else. They've got TJ Hawkinson and nobody else. Quentin Cephas is their <laughs> number one receiver. Yeah. And we heard that's the name we heard at, all at afternoon. At least the Bears, the Bears have you two hear wide Cephas receivers. And I wanted to go Bo. <laughs> at least the Bears have two quality wide receivers better than than Stafford's number one. Yeah, but hands down with Robinson and Mooney. Right. So, yes, they've got a better tight end. They've got one great tight end. Oh, wait. We keep wait. signing and signing They and signing. use their tight yeah. end, something that the Bears need to learn how to do if they want to keep Justin Fields upright and protect him against with that line if you go up against a decent defense. Right. Where are the little tight end screens? Seriously. I know, I know, and I still. This is go, this is what infuriates me about winning this game. Is now they're two and two, and now everybody's going. Oh, we've got a chance. We've got a no. no we we don't, don't have a chance in hell. All you're getting here, and 
it was noticeable that Bill Lazor was calling the plays, that Matt Nagy had nothing to do with it because there was consistency in the play calling. The plays were getting in there quickly. Fields had enough time to read the defense, and there was a rhythm and a balance that you do not see when Nagy is calling the plays. They didn't have to take a stupid timeout because he couldn't get the play in in time. So that has a lot going for it right there. Right. And you got to see what Fields can bring. The accuracy on those deep passes that he hit was that is what we had been missing with Trubisky. That's what Fields shown he could do his entire time at Ohio State. And that's what you need to open up that offense. Yeah, unfortunately, now we've got to deal with, I think we'll be okay if Damian Williams is healthy. I yeah, know he's we, got a... He's a little dinged up. Yeah, he's got like a bone bruise. Yeah. Hopefully the, it's not as bad as Andy Dalton's. <laughs> we still... I don't like the whole running back by committee thing. I, I, I gave Dave a lot of crap this weekend because of his Dolphins. Because I actually switched over to the Dolphins game and then gave him a load of crap about how bad they look because they don't know what they're doing. And I think Flores is a really good head coach. I think he's better than Matt Nagy. But he doesn't have a coordinator to do anything. Pick a running back. That's the one thing I like about the Bears. And going, this is what's, I'm going full circle going back to the Montgomery injury. Now Montgomery's out a month with the knee injury, I'm hoping Damian Williams is going to be okay to step in. To be the main guy. That's what you need to do is you need to have your man, then your backup man, and I think it'll work out well for the Bears, whereas with a team like Miami, I've been bitching and pissing and moaning about this for the last month because my fantasy team sucks because every running back I drafted is on a a shitty committee. Yeah. Shitty committee. Miles Sanders, Miles, Miles Gaskin, I had a dump. What the hell, you've Miami? Got, you've got guys out there who are solid number one backs who are not getting the majority of the carries because there's two other guys that, oh, we have to run them in there periodically. Passing guy, short yardage guy, no, first down stupid. guy. If you have a back, you use him in every situation. The only time he comes out, is for a breather if he breaks a big one open or he's taken three or four straight big hits. And the worst thing right now is the Dallas Cowboys because now the Dallas Cowboys are finding success with this committee with Pollard and Elliott. Now they're now both doing well. That might be more of an indictment on Elliott at this point because he has not looked his usual explosive self coming off that injury right. that he had. But outside of Derrick Henry... Tell me another team where there is a clear-cut number one. Uh, David Montgomery might have been number two. Yeah, he you know was, what I'm saying. He was the only other behind solid. Derrick Henry. Otherwise, all these other teams are just. I thought Tampa Bay going into the season was, had a solid one. Well, they do. Fournette. I yeah. thought they were going to go committee. Ronald Jones has disappeared. Gio Bernard was the man catching the ball out of the backfield until he got hurt last week. So I don't know on any of these teams outside of the Tennessee Titans and the Chicago Bears 
who's going to carry the ball when they're going to carry the ball? Well, you could look at Christian McCaffrey if he's healthy and in. Right now it's Chuba Hubbard. Yeah. And how long is that going to go? One week, two weeks, three weeks? They didn't put McCaffrey's supposed to be coming back this week. He's not on the IR, so. Maybe. There's a chance. But I don't like He'll get a hangnail. Here's one that's going to burn all Bears fans out there, and I'm sure it's going to burn the Conquistador as well as it pisses me off. Corderell Patterson goes over to the (laughs) Falcons. We had him. We knew he had potential. Nobody's ever exploited his potential. No. And now, even though Atlanta is a terrible team, that's the one thing they've got going for him is they're using him as a running back, a wide receiver, and he's tearing it up right now. Yeah. And you saw the Bears started to use him in that role a little bit, but not nearly enough as he should have been. No. And right now, through the first month of the season, he is a fantasy stud. Right. But again, a lot of people coming in. Mike Davis was supposed to be the be-all, end-all because Todd Gurley's career is basically over. Yeah, and now they're running. Now Patterson's, yeah, they're running all these these tricks and these stunts with Patterson as a wide receiver, as a running back. Kyle Pitts never draft a tight end as high as, <laughs> as they did. Don't do it, kids. No. It doesn't Why would pay you draft off. a tight end in the top ten? What Kyle Pitts has done nothing. No, if you're gonna draft him, then you use his ass. Right. And we I mean, talked it's... about this. The that team is about ready to implode. Matt Ryan is it's gonna be Matt Ryan or Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback in Pittsburgh next year. Mark my words. Oh, yeah. One of those two is going to be starting in Pittsburgh next year they... because Ben's done. Yeah, it's over. They've got no choice but to run them out there because they're two Mason backups Rudolph are useless. And, and Dwayne Haskins, yeah. The, you can't get anything out of them. Oh, by the way, hey, Pittsburgh, we got Nick Foles available. <laughs> yeah, we still can't get <laughs> And we talked about Cam Newton. Nobody's picking up Cam Newton. No, how bad has he been not well, showing how- anything? How bad is it that nobody wants to take a chance on him? Yeah, that's that's kind of scary. Because now they can sign him for the bare minimum, and they won't. They no, won't. They won't. <laughs> There's nothing on the hook. And actually, Andy Dalton's actually probably available right now, too, because just today, Nagy committed to Fields as the starter going forward the rest yes. of the season. Oh boy, I don't know. I don't know if, if how, you've got to keep you talk... a veteran backup. You do. Which one do you want, Foles or Dalton? I'd rather have Dalton. Foles looked so bad last year at the end. Yeah, that uh, I can't. I I'd rather have Dalton. I really would. But the problem is financially, Who's which one's to easier get to get of? rid of with the the lesser financial penalty? Right. Now talking about this, two other big big names have been released. Oh, yeah. Well, one was released, one was getting ready to be released, and at the last second got traded. So Right. The Patriots made the big splash. Right. Stefan Gilmore. I was wondering about this because he did not play in the big game 
the return, yeah. quote unquote, <laughs> Sunday night. I was wondering why aren't they showing Stefan Gilmore in the starting lineup for the Patriots defense? And it turns out something's wrong. There's some kind of you know animosity, something going on between him and the front office. So rumor was early today they were gonna cut him. Right. And then, and then at the last minute, got the Panthers trade. made a deal. That intrigues me. Yeah. That really intrigues me because now that Panthers defense has been playing pretty well. This kind of gives them a little added edge. Yeah. And this isn't like the Buccaneers adding Richard Sherman. This who is actually I, I'm a sure he was, he was so happy he recovered a fumble. Otherwise, <laughs> he got torched. Badly. Badly all through the night. But then... This one really, the Cowboys released Jalen Smith. I know that young, kind of. He had the, 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 the he missed his first year because he the, had the, the knee injury, the knee injury from Notre Dame. But then he he's played solid ball for him. He was one of their best defensive players. They owe him, I think, over seven million for this year by cutting him. Yeah, but I think that what they're trying to avoid is next year. I there's a guarantee of something about nine million dollars. So they're trying injury. to do a cost cutting move. Well, I I don't think they trust him to be healthy. That could be. Is yeah, we don't know what's somebody, behind the scenes. Somebody is going to jump all over that. Yeah, somebody they is should. going to jump all over that. Now I don't know if the rules are the same as they are with Cam Newton, where you had to wait. X amount of weeks. Right. Or if they can claim Jalen Smith right away. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. We'll see. That could be a huge ad yeah. for somebody's defense, though. All right. Explain to me why the Dolphins and the Bears made the trade. Oh, I can. Absolutely, I can. Because Miami is done with Grant for his little hiccups. To start the season? What is, okay, outside of defense, what is the one thing over the last 20 years the Bears could always look at? The return game. Devin Hester, Cordero Patterson. And we don't have anybody now. And with Grant being one of the top punt and kick returners over the last several years, there you go. I think that's what the Bears are looking at. 2023 sixth rounder for them. Man. I, I, Good for the Bears. Yeah, though. but it's but he's got a big contract, though. That's the thing. He does, and kind of scary. But, but And then now you're looking, he's a wide receiver as well. They trade him. All right, now here's a shock for the Dolphins. Will Fuller is hurt again. Yeah. Injured yeah. his hand now. <laughs> yeah. And so they're down a receiver, and they just let somebody go. Brilliant time. Well, Devontae Parker actually showed up and had a good game, so they figure he's okay now. Yeah, but so. you still need somebody else to take some of the Will pressure Fuller. off. Will Fuller is going to end up being one of those guys, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. The potential he showed in Houston, he, I mean, coming out of Notre Dame, he, he would, I, I think he's an arrogant asshole, but well, he showed a yeah. lot of potential on the field he had when the he was skill. healthy, he but he's never speed. healthy. This is one guy who's more injury-plagued than Christian McCaffrey. Yes. Oh, God, yes. God, yes. So, 
Speaking of your Dolphins, boy, they're a mess. They could be worse than the Bears right now. Uh, there's no doubt about that in my mind. The they Colts, are. The Colts win their first game. Down in Miami. 27-17. And it didn't even look. And again, what I talked about. That, that and score I was care. closer than it looked from what the bits I saw of it. What I can say, and I'm not talking about my fantasy team, is that you have got to get a running back, establish a running game. Stop it. What? Malcolm Brown, Kobe Malcolm Brown, Miles Gaskin, you know, Jacoby. Mm. Now everybody's talking about, oh, my God, now Tua's going to be a bust. I think it's too early to go there, but he's – He's going to have to show, can he stay healthy? He is going to have to bring this team back and make them a legitimate contender. Get them to 7-9. and nine. Well, again, 17 games. Sorry. 7-10, yeah. and 8-9. and nine. They're, you know, they're, they He's are... going to have to do something to redeem himself and Coach Flores. Yeah. Because otherwise, this is a, looking like a disaster. Yeah, well, it also goes to the GM as well, who is not – done a whole hell of a lot here either right so they're they're just a screwed up jacked up mess buccaneers did pull out the win on tom brady's return to new england yep thankfully the missed last second field goal yeah yeah and of course what do i do i decide to dump tampa bay's kicker (laughs) after three weeks of nothing and of course he ends up kicking a ton of field goals for the bucks it's Fantasy football, kickers and defenses, kiss my ass. You just kiss my ass, all right? Thanks, Robbie Gold, for not bothering to play. Yeah. I mean, I'm just tired of it. I'm going with your strategy. I'm going with you and the elder statesman. Just stream it every (laughs) week, every week. What is the point? There isn't one. It's, yeah. This literally, and I'm not saying this because I'm one in three in the Sports Frenzy League. This has been the worst year for fantasy football <laughs> in the history of mankind. This is yeah. – I don't know who to play, when to play. DeAndre Hopkins has been terrible. You know, what Julio Jones – I don't right. know Julio Jones. Julio Jones is terrible. Here you go. Case in point for me. Last three weeks with uh, Tariq Hill, five points. Yeah. Ten points. 47 points. To beat me. To beat me. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Tariq. And now, now they're bringing Josh Gordon in. So what does that do to Tariq for Tyreek Hill? What does that do for his catches and his touches? God, this is just a cluster from hell. It's bad. It's tight ends bad. are terrible. I oh mean, my god, just, tight ends are awful. It's ridiculous. If you don't have Kelsey or Waller, Kittle's been terrible. Yeah, he's not been good at all. It's ridiculous. There is, it's a crapshoot. I literally, I am hoping heads or tails, heads or tails, stumble into the playoffs at maybe what eight and seven, hopefully, or eight and six. Since we don't play that last week, Jesus God, it's ugly as hell. We have to talk before we get to our picks. About Urban Meyer. 
I almost saved him for dumbass. I knew you were going to, but we, no, this. But actually, this no. More. I didn't know if it, it was he is the dumbass, or if it's the Jaguars being the dumbasses for the way they're treating it, or if it's the media in general for the coverage it's getting. You know what? I I was kind of torn, like you are about it, because number one, in this day and age, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. But they're making it, he didn't travel back with the team. Okay, guess what? He was close enough to visit his grandchild and have dinner with family. And that's where he was, and these people came up to him. Right. And it's such a short clip that you don't know really what happened. You just saw her dancing, trying to give him a lap dance, but his hands are like between his legs on the bar stool, yeah, keeping I, her away. I have not. I think seen he was anything. saying, "Just leave me alone." Right. You don't know because it's such a short thing. You don't know what happened. Right. You can't make a distinction. And he's had to apologize, and now the Jaguars have come out and oh, you got to rebuild his... your trust. Yeah. Uh... You better be careful. You better be really careful because I guarantee. We haven't seen this before in the NFL. Even Nick Saban lasted a couple years. Steve Spurrier lasted a couple years. If you push him too far, he's going to go to USC. Oh, and a heart. I mean, there are people out there that think he did this on purpose to try to <sighs> say. I don't think that's the case. No. But if, you, if you're going to start doing the cancel culture crap on him here with this, and you I'm with you, well I don't know if this is really a, a, an egregious offense. No, there's so much worse stuff that's been done. Push him. Just keep pushing him. He will take the USC job. He will tell Shad Khan, screw you. Kiss my ass. I tried to rebuild your program, your little shitty Jacksonville program. And if you're getting all hot and bothered over this, you've got bigger problems, buddy. And I'm talking to your kid. Your kid's running wrestling. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tell me there's not anything going on there. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, but there's this does not deserve the amount of coverage it's got. I agree. I'm with you 100%. Completely overblown. is 100% right on this. This is overblown, and it's, it's a shame that Urban Meyer's got to go through this. There, you know, I'm not saying he is the most pious wonderful man no he's an asshat but this is not something that deserves to to go under the microscope the way it's been right just doesn't dumb all right finally before we move on to our picks the broncos are mad at the ravens wah 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 because they tried to keep their record going for most consecutive games with 100 yards rushing I don't have a problem with it. They were really damn close. You don't get a chance to set records very often. Take advantage of the opportunity. Right. And Vic Fangio, of course, says, oh, this is what we expect. Uh, Come on. Nobody says that. Most people say John Harbaugh is one of the most likable, charismatic, intelligent, respected guys out there in terms of head coaches in the NFL. Yeah, this is Fangio being a crusty old curmudgeon. Yeah. 
and just he, because your team he couldn't knows, stop him, he knows that this three and one record is going to go three and eight pretty soon, real quick. Real. I'm damn sorry, fast. but it's the if Broncos anybody are not believes that damn in the Broncos good. right now, you're out of your mind. Speaking of which, ah, I time think to we go have. to the picks. The Broncos are on the slate this week, so let's go through our picks for NFL Week Five. Gunk gunk. Tomorrow night, the big game. Thursday night actually gets a big game. Finally. Something decent. The Rams at the Seahawks. You called it last week. I give you props for it. Now, I told you I was that close. It's that close. But I didn't pull the trigger, and you did, and you were I right. I did. The Seahawks go in and beat the 49ers. Again, Jimmy Garoppolo can't stay healthy. Nope, another China doll. So now, what do you – and the Rams get beat up by the Cardinals. So now are the Cardinals really that good? Are they that good, or did the Rams just have a hiccup? It was a home game for the Rams. It so. was. Maybe they got a little overconfident. All right. I don't so know. Rams at Seahawks, Thursday night the 7th. You and I, along with the elder statesman and the Big Easy, are taking the L.A. Rams. We're yep. – Bill, Nick, and Doug are taking the Seahawks. About what I expect. Yep. Close to 50-50. Yes, the Seahawks won. I just don't think that they can pull off a win against the Rams at this point. I think the Rams will be bouncing back. I agree. I agree. Uh, Sunday the 10th, Packers at the Bengals. I was impressed. I actually did watch that entire Thursday night game, believe it or not, because we always talk about how we could watch any crappy NFL game. I did watch the entire Jacksonville Bengals game. It was I great. Watched, it was a really I good game. I watched the end of it. That was Lawrence looked good. Yeah. They Burrow looked good. Both teams really looked good. There were no it was turnovers. A competitive game. Yes. It was fun to watch. Uh, the future of the NFL is looking good. That being said, Packers at Bengals, man bun will win. Yeah, I have to go with the Packers as well on this one. <sighs> Again, we're 4 3. We got seven of our eight panelists in right now. We got four picks for the Packers, three for the Bengals. About I like the way expect. the Bengals play ball. They're very controlled, but Mixon might be out. Yeah. You turn that team into a one dimensional team, the Packers will win. Definitely. Broncos at Steelers. There you go. There's your Broncos. Ugh, it's the damn Steelers who look so damn inept. But they're at home. They're so inept. They don't have anything. Again, close to being even. We've got four picks for the Broncos, three for the Steelers. I got to take the Steelers. I just, Vic, Vic Fangio, Teddy Bridgewater. I just listen to those two names and my, my head starts to shrink i know but i just i couldn't do it with the steelers i just don't have any faith in what they have out there again like we talked about last week the steelers are one year too late in going out and trying to get a quarterback yep. to replace their veteran and now they're going to have to get a veteran stopgap next year yep saints at washington I, I like the way washington played last week they surprised me 
They are showing some spirit out there, and the Saints, what the hell are they? Uh, that's what. I, that's why I can't trust them. I cannot trust them. They you, don't know what the hell they're doing. You and I and the other statesmen are all simpatico on that. Everybody else is taking New Orleans, but I, I, uh, I, I, I trust Tyler Henneke more than I trust Jameis Winston right now. What does God that say? God help us. And I think part of it's the play calling down in New Orleans, too. Yeah, and as much as I love Sean Payton, he's just getting in team, his own way. That team, something is always wrong with that team. They never get everything clicking, and the gears never sync up. Yeah, it's just there's always something wrong. As much as I love him, and I want to keep saying he's the second best head coach in the NFL, we can't. He keeps trying to destroy it. Yeah. Great, great game here. Uh, Eagles, Panthers, man. Doug's taking the Eagles. He's crazy. Panthers, Browns, and Chargers is the one I'm talking about. This could be an unbelievable game. This is going to be a hell of a game. I'm glad you have some common sense because (laughs) the first three picks I got in were the Browns. Browns, Browns, Browns. And then everybody finally, you came in, I came in. And uh, Nick and Aaron came in with the Chargers. The Chargers should win this game hands down. They should. They have an equal defense and a much better better offense. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't. Sorry. 49ers at Cardinals. I can't go against the Cardinals right now. Hottest team in football. Too damn hot. Big, Big game Sunday night. Bills at Chiefs AFC Championship preview. I went back and forth on this. I just don't see the Chiefs going two and three. This should be the second and possibly the last loss for the Bills in the regular season. It could be, but the Bills right now are so much more in sync than the Chiefs that I had to go with the Bills on the road. So Dave, Bill, and Doug take the Bills. Everybody else takes the Chiefs. There we go. We burned through another NFL segment before we actually got to talk about everything we wanted to We'll be right back with college football, kids. Stay tuned. Mm, Yes. Listen, you little two sports frenzy 2.0, you must. Much to learn from the maestro and conquistador there is for entertainment every Saturday. On Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, and everywhere are they found. All right, kids, segment two of Sports Frenzy 2.0 here as we record October 6, 2021, hitting on the 7th NCAA football time with me, the Conquistador Dave Height. And the maestro Kevin Crane. And getting into this one, wow, some uh, pretty big losses that came out this last week. Yes, so far... My ultimate plan of destruction is coming to fruition. Yes. Even though, like you mentioned last week, we could be looking at the 12-team playoff far off in the distance. Let's screw up the four-team playoff as much as we can right now. Thank you, Cincinnati, for taking that next step for that grand plan. Upsetting Notre Dame 20, at Notre Dame Stadium. 24 to 13. It was close early. It was close early, but then 
you could see Cincinnati kind of establishing their dominance. Yeah, that's Notre Dame's offense was three and out, three and out, three and out. The defense held Notre Dame in that game in the first half, but they were gassed in the second half. There, there, there was nothing they could do. And I know we talked about this earlier, and I, I hate to jump you with this, but this is kind of one of our sports frenzy tangents that I'm famous for. Oh, here we go down the rabbit trail. Yeah, because the Conquistador is a big Notre Dame fan. So I want to ask you, would you rather have a coach like Ed Orgeron, and we'll get to LSU later, who wins one title but otherwise is a pretty mediocre coach, or would you rather have Brian Kelly who can win eight, nine, ten games a year, but you never sniff a title? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, what do you think about that? Ugh. You might like as well Cubs. ask me, do I want Jimbo Fisher? I was going to say it's like Joe Madden with the Cubs. <laughs> oh, Jimbo God. Fisher's worse. I'd rather have Ed Orgeron. Jimbo. Oh, God. I think the LSU win LSU. With, with Ed Orgeron was more impressive than what Jimbo it did was, with Florida but- State. Now we're finding out what a crap fest that was with all the problems that that program covered up. But the thing is, Orgeron's a guy who can really jumpstart a program for three or four years before it falls apart. Kelly is steady, steady, but he doesn't have what it takes to to push a team over the top. He does. Notre Dame is not that destination for the big recruits that are needed. I I disagree. I disagree. I still think there are a lot. Of, I see a lot of big names being recruited to Notre Dame. A lot of top recruits. You know, you want to talk about ESPN's list or whoever. They are coming to Notre Dame. No, they're going to Alabama more. They're going to Clemson more. Although now Clemson's looking a little one in. bad year. I but tell you, one Georgia bad year. Georgia's the one right now. Georgia's People the are, one that these kids are looking up. at Georgia and they're going. The parents are looking at Georgia, going, "Hey, maybe Kirby Smart's got something going on there." That right now could be the team that unseats Clemson as the number two to Alabama. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if before long maybe Georgia takes out Alabama. Well, Saban's going to retire. At I think at point. some point soon. It's got to be soon. He's getting up there in years. He takes good care of himself, but I can't see him going more than three or four years. Three right? or four more. Yeah. Right. You're right. Kirby Depending Smart. Depending on who then, the heir apparent would be. And I, if he builds, if Kirby Smart builds that program up in Georgia, I don't think you would do a. To me, it'd be barely a move up. It's almost a lateral move to go from Georgia to Alabama at that point. At that point, it would be. Why would you leave what you're building? Because remember when Bear Bryant left Alabama, Ray Perkins took over, and he it, it was just a, a shit show for years before he finally got the program back up again. Yeah. There's going to it's be a It's hard. Downturn. It's really hard. Like we talked about Jimbo Fisher, we both agree. 
He is so overrated. It's ridiculous. Oh my God. So overrated. So freaking overpaid. That he was did, absolute he stupidity. He did what Larry Coker did at the U. Larry Coker yes. took over the fumes that were left over from Erickson and Johnson and the recruiting and the, the prestige and, you know, the the legend that they had built up. And he got that one championship. And then it went then, in the toilet. Because he couldn't build on it. Yeah, that's what Jimbo did down at Florida State. Right. He built on Bobby Bowden's legacy. And the minute he realized it wasn't going to work, he, he, he dashed for cash. Yeah. Basically. It was like a college game show. He dashed for cash. And now look at A&M's not even in the top 25 right now. And now they're going to get beat down big time. By saving this weekend. Yeah. AM, you get what you deserve. Yeah. If you want to jump ship, there you go. Right. Sometimes you overpay for mediocrity. Sometimes you show patience. Sometimes you try to find the diamond in the rough. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And I'm gonna I'm gonna bring those those points up again here when we get to one of our games on our college slate, because you've got two coaches. In the Big Ten, who I think fit that bill to a T. Oh, yes. That's going to be a fun discussion when we get to it. So, let's jump into it. Why not? Oh, we're going picks early? Why not? Why not? What the hell? Yeah, I got nothing else. Other than Oregon losing, it disappoints me, but it doesn't shock me. Yeah, because we talked about they have one game a year that they should win that they crack right, the bed. Right, looking back at last it. week, yeah. And then Arkansas getting absolutely destroyed by Georgia. Right. Yeah. Again, Wisconsin but, getting beat up again. Wisconsin's having such a – there are teams out there that you don't expect to actually make the Final Four to make the playoffs. but. We've talked about this. Where they should at least be in contention. Wisconsin should always be a top 10, top 15 team. They crap the bed. Yeah. So getting back to Arkansas with that big loss, getting shut out, that's now six quarters they've gone without scoring. And Arkansas was on the up. They were on the rise. And then they, what was it, a couple weeks ago, Jefferson got hurt and was in and out of the lineup. And then they couldn't score, and then they failed to do anything again. So they could, they're reeling, and I don't know that they're going to recover. And we'll get to that game in a minute. The big game between them and Mississippi could be for number three in the SEC, that showdown. You and I called this. We didn't pick it, but we talked about this. I told you the rumors were that Herm Edwards was going to (laughs) come up big against Kelly, against Chip Kelly and UCLA, and boy, boy, did did they come come up. 19-point win, 42-23. We all had UCLA. We bought into Chip Kelly. I'm done. I am done with that. Chip Kelly is – stick a fork in him. But – Herm – always wins a couple two three games like this every year but he can't, he can't win the ones the he ones needs he to. should yeah that's he's got a mediocre program 
And this is why the Pac-12 will just be a, a wash, a sludge fest with Oregon, like we said, losing. Yeah, You've got no chance right now, no chance for anybody in the Pac-12 to make the playoffs. No, none at all. And at least that opens the door for Cincinnati. God, please let them continue to roll at this point. We were wrong. Well, you were wrong. I was right. I stuck with him for one more week. <laughs> the mullet. First time. Wow. Five and oh in ages. Oof. And Gun Jeff Gundy is five and oh for the first time in forever as they beat number twenty one Baylor, OK State. Man, I was happy to see it. I didn't think that was gonna happen. I guessed the wrong week. Yeah, I'm with you though. I just I'm scared you to see death. it coming down the line. It is going to be there. I would love to have one year, one year, because he's like Orgeron. That you you think about he's... it. You put these. T- you put Orgeron, Leach, Gundy in a bucket. Kirk Ferentz, as good as Iowa looks right now, <gasps> Ferentz do you is another really one trust? you can't trust. And they, but they look fantastic right now. They always do up until just past the halfway point of the season. I know, and they're going to shit the bed. And everybody is is getting all excited about Iowa. This is going to be interesting with where they're going, who they're hosting coming up this week. All right, now we'll get into the picks. This one, I think, will determine a lot. Neutral site game, Saturday the 9th. Number six, Oklahoma. Number 21, Texas. It's going to be a hell of a game. It's going to be fun. I took (sighs) Texas. I took Texas. I couldn't do it. Oklahoma just isn't scoring any points where Texas, at least, is putting up. Oklahoma is coming off their best offensive showing. They actually looked like they were finally starting to figure it out. I just, I'm I'm the only one. I'm the only one, kids. I don't have any faith in Texas right now. I think Oklahoma found something. I'm thinking this is going to be a shootout, like a 41-38 Texas upset. Knock Oklahoma out again, opening the path for Cincinnati. For Cincinnati. Or BYU, even. Yeah, BYU is looking pretty good right now. We got now them too. coming up here, too. Again, I am restrained this year for the first time ever in my putting together the slate of picks. So all picks have to be under 10 points on the spread. On the spread. So. This one might not sound like it's a great game, but the spread was within my parameters, and I love Greg Schiano, so I had to put (laughs) number 11 Michigan State at Rutgers. Nobody is bought into Rutgers on our slate. Everybody's going (laughs) with the Spartans. I'm telling you, this This could bite us all in the ass. I'm telling you. I flipped a coin on this one, literally. But Rutgers has gotten beat up by two top-level teams the last two weeks. So everybody thinks this is where they're going to start to slide back. You know, they're going to start getting 
you know, depressed and the kids are start going to start going, oh, my God, we're not that good. Maybe we're, yeah, whatever. Shianu will fix that. Trust me. But not necessarily this week. Yeah. I like the way Michigan State is playing. I really do. I really do. Um, then we move on to the game you were talking about earlier, number 13, Arkansas, at number 17, Mississippi. Ugh. Now, obviously, you, you're you not trusting Arkansas I am right not now. trusting Arkansas right now. Mississippi is looking like they're going to be – they've got the much more consistent play going right now. I agree. So does uh, Sam and Bill. Nick, Doug, and Aaron go with Arkansas. Going to ride that board I'll take the Lane Kiffin. As, as much of a schizophrenic nut job coach as he is, he might have finally found a home. Maybe he found his arch nemesis, his arch rival, and his old coach, Nick Saban, even though they just beat up on him. But maybe he's finally realized what I need to do is just stick with Mississippi. Stay somewhere and actually maybe take it seriously for once. Right. He liked Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh could have bailed on Michigan, and he's stuck with Michigan. He's still trying to make it a better program. Or is Michigan hasn't bailed on him yet. <laughs> if it, Again, I said this last week. This has got to be the year for him to at least, I'm not saying win a title. Win the Finish in the top 10. ten. Finish in the top 10. How about you actually beat Ohio State first? Right. Right. Okay, West Virginia, Baylor, everybody's taking Baylor, except Nick is taking West Virginia. There you go. Boise State at number 10, BYU. Everybody taking BYU. Boise State is just they are not. They are not as good as the legend, the Bluefield legend. Yeah, they have fallen the last two years. And it's, yeah. For what Peterson built up before he l- turned the reins over and sat out a year before going to Washington. That guy could build a program. That's somebody that needs to have another job. Yeah. Big game of the week for the, the Big Ten. Number four, Penn State, and number three, Iowa. Can I just say this? Iowa at pedo- and pedophile state. Well, yeah, that goes without saying. I hate Penn State. After the Sandusky thing, I'll never, ever, ever root for Penn State in anything ever again. I don't believe this is number three hosting number four. It, uh, no, it's not. It is not. The Both now, teams Iowa, are overrated. But Penn State, I think, is much more overrated than the, Iowa. Yes, Iowa has shown that they could actually be a contender for the Big Ten title. Penn State, what has Penn State done to warrant? They have done nothing. A number four ranking. They have done nothing. You and I take Iowa. Sam and Aaron take Penn State. Nick, Doug, and Bill are with us with the Hawkeyes. There you go. I don't even think. I, it's a two and a half point spread as we tape. How uh, this, is it even this that is close? Going, this is going to be a two touchdown win. As, and I like James Franklin. I think he's a great head coach. He went into Penn State. He went into a horrible situation. Right. He's a guy 
that needs to jump ship at the first opportunity and get himself into a... He should he's be going being, to USC. He's being mentioned for USC, he and should, he's also being mentioned for LSU because, let's face it, Orgeron's on the hot seat right now. One of the, Either one of those two jobs, I would take him. I will give... I, I still like Orgeron, but Orgeron, again, three, four years, burns everything up, wears out his welcome, gone. Yeah, Franklin seems more like he's a steady presence yeah. that can build a program, and he will stay with it for a long time. Yeah, he he has built up that Penn State program back. I but... could see I could see him at USC here by year's end, yeah. definitely by year's end. TCU at Texas Tech, a couple of high scoring teams. Uh, this this was tough to pick, but I got to go with TCU. I just don't have a feel or faith for Texas Tech. The fact that Texas Tech burned me last week, went on the road and beat West Virginia. I Texas Tech will outpoint, outscore TCU. We'll see. In a high-scoring affair. Right now we're 4-3 TCU. Bill agrees with me. Doug agrees with me. Aaron, Nick, Dave, and Sam for TCU. We're unanimous. We do not think Virginia Tech, even though they're at home, will be able to handle the Irish bouncing back from the Cincinnati loss. Although I think it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be damn close. Vatek is going to put up a fight. But I just... Like you said, I don't see Notre Dame losing two in a row. Yep. LSU, we just talked about Ed Orgeron going into the surprising number 16, Kentucky. Coming off a big win. And we're all taking Kentucky because LSU has had two disappointing losses on their slate this year. Uh, I I don't trust them. They, They were at home last week. Against Auburn, I don't like Auburn. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. That team is not that good. Yet somehow they go in and, and beat LSU at home. Unex- Baton Rouge, inexcus- inexcusable. Right. That's why I'm done with LSU for this year. Yep. I'll take Kentucky. Agreed. Probably the toughest game on the slate. The lone. Pac-12 game, Utah at USC. USC in transition, of course, as we talked about, looking for a new head coach. Utah, again. Utah. Yeah, sometimes good, sometimes bad. Doug and Aaron are taking Utah. The rest of us are sticking with the Trojans. At home. Yeah, I think that's basically it. It's, It's pick the home team in this one. Yeah, basically. When in doubt, go with the home team. Yeah, this has been the probably the most interesting college football season we've had so far in quite a while. Um, and again, I am rooting. I'm na- I'm not making any bones about it. I'm rooting for a BYU or a Cincinnati or both to get into that top four. As much as I love both of them, I'll take one. Because I don't believe the powers that be will let if it happen. If they're both undefeated, they damn well should that be won't there. Ha- oh, bullshit. 
I Bullshit. know. You know what about that Coastal Carolina? They go undefeated. They're not even going to get a whiff of the top four. Think about it. Yeah, I know. They've got a shot, too. Technically, they have a shot. UCF. Years and years ago, UCF right now is playing terrible They're football. playing terrible, but how many years did they go undefeated in a row? Right. Never got oh, an opportunity. Loss. Yeah. No. The the Power Five still rules the playoff system. Because that's where the money is. That's why I want Cincinnati or BYU, two teams, if they go undefeated and, okay, fine, Alabama Alabama and Georgia can't go undefeated. They can't. They're going to have Eventually, somebody's going to lose there. One of them is going to lose. And you know damn well the committee's going to put, oh, if, if they well, both go undefeated. A- and then the one team loses, Georgia gets beat by Alabama, or vice versa. They'll, oh, but we have to put them in because they lost. We are so freaking sick of seeing teams play each other two or three damn times. It's not fun. The best thing right now that's happening is the collapse of the ACC. Because right now... There's no way in holy hell you can justify, and I don't care if they win out the rest of the schedule, there is not one team. Notre Dame doesn't count. No. But Notre Dame even has got one loss, and they would be hard-pressed to justify putting Notre Dame in against an undefeated Cincinnati who beat them. Right. Or an undefeated BYU. You can't. You've got a two-loss Clemson team out there. Who doesn't And the rest of the ACC is trash. Trust me, I root for one of those teams. That's trash. Yeah. Okay? An an ACC champion from the championship game does not deserve a sniff of getting into the Final Four. And, again, another good thing for all of us who want this thing to blow up, the Pac-12 ain't doing much better. No, With Oregon losing, that was their one hope. So now you're looking at probably, I hate to say it, at least two SEC teams getting in. Good God. No. I'm sick of this shit. Iowa-Penn State's going to knock one of those two out this week. Yep. And then we'll see where the chips fall. It, it's going to get interesting. And and sane minds will not prevail. No. No, they won't. It's all going to be about no. the money. Yep. They'll find some way, somehow, to put a big school, big money school in over with one or two losses over a if Cincinnati would stumble or a BYU would stumble. A two loss team from a power conference would get in over a one loss, which is ridiculous. Yes. But we've got much more time in the future to rant about that. It's too early. Oh, we, we're just getting started, kids. Yeah. We got we got a two, three months to go railing on this stuff but next segment next segment we will be looking at the start of the mlb playoffs and the evil empire's fallen yes Yes! evil empire east now we can only hope the evil empire west falls uh, as well yeah i don't think that's gonna happen but (laughs) but i was just happy to see the evil empire east go down last night yes and of course talladega the Dega disaster. I don't think Dave and I are going to see eye to eye on the Talladega outcome, but 
we shall discuss here in the next segment, kids. So you stay tuned. You're just bitter. No, not because of my driver, because of the whole outcome. And not just because of who won. We'll discuss. We've got 30 minutes to discuss the next segment. We'll deal with it. We'll be right back. When your day of dealing with international intrigue is over and you've settled down in your Aston Martin, call up Sports Frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo. Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the weekend edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini, shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy, Sports Frenzy 2.0. Hey everybody, welcome back to Sports Frenzy 2.0. I am the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. Taping here on October the 6th, 2021. This will hit the morning of the 7th. Right now, the Cardinals and the Dodgers are locked up in their titanic battle for the wild card game. And, uh. la- and last night, of course, the evil empire got knocked out to <laughs> all of our ecstasy. Yes, we are happiness. so happy. Now, if the Cardinals, oh God, the Cardinals or the Dodgers. Eh. Well, if you think about it, I was, I, was, you- I was looking at this last night while I was watching the Red Sox pummel the Yankees. You really have arguably the four most historic franchises in baseball in the wild card in the two wild card games. Yeah, you really do. I know. And that being said, I would rather see the Cardinals move on than the overpriced Dodgers. Yeah, and the thing is, the the Cardinals started so slow this year. Yet they just barreled through the second half, had that massive win streak. To finish off. Right. Yeah. So you would say, okay, they're the hottest team. Kershaw's out again. And we'll we'll talk about him in a little bit because I want to get your opinion on Clayton Kershaw. <laughs> but yeah, do you what's... take the hot team or do you take the more consistent higher payroll team when you hit the playoffs it's all about the momentum you have max muncie is out one of the big bats for the dodgers yep you got goldschmidt and arenado in that lineup for the cardinals you You... do have wainwright pitching for the cardinals that's the problem i have with that with them is that outside of wainwright they don't have 40 years old you don't really have a pitching staff. No, but st- and at 40, Wainwright has still been dominant. And he just year. got another year extended. Go figure. He wants to be the Tom Brady of MLB is what he wants to be. Why not? Yeah. And then you got Dodgers tonight as we tape Max Scherzer, who it's been debated should he have started this one. Because down the stretch over the last month, he has not been the dominant pitcher that you would expect him to be. 
Well, and you, you look back at last night with Garrett Cole with the Yankees, you could arguably say Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer are the two best pitchers in baseball. And they both have Cole for different reasons. Cole's younger. Scherzer's on the back end of his career. I still think he's got two or three good years left. But he's but not Cole the should, number one. Cole should have his entire career still in front of him. It's still five or six really good years left. And he looked terrible last night. He really did. Yeah. And now you're saying Scherzer's not looking good. Coming into it, can he be the Scherzer of old? We'll have to see. And who Urias is the one who won 20 games, the only 20-game winner in the majors this year for the Dodgers. But he wasn't overpowering. He wasn't, but he was consistent. Right. Well, you, and then you go on the flip side in this game tonight. With Wainwright, he won 17. Yeah. And he wasn't exactly the most dominant pitcher of all time either. No, but he knows how to pitch. Right. These guys know how to win. You don't have to to throw 100 miles an hour. Yeah, I hate to bring up the Cubs. It's the only time I'll bring up the Cubs (laughs) for the next six months because they suck so bad. They finished the season at 71 and 91. But Kyle Hendricks won 14 games, and he had a miserable season. But he knew at certain points in the middle of the season how to win, and he went on a long winning streak. He did. But he was a terrible pitcher overall this year. Yeah, that that was uncharacteristic for him. Right. But he still pulls off 14 wins. So we go back to win the Cy Young Award. They started just, just giving it away to the what they thought was the best pitcher, like Felix Hernandez. I think he won it with nine wins one year. Yeah, because he never got any run support. Right. And the bullpen blew how many games And I think that that's what they're looking at now is we're not going to just base it on wins. You got to look at ERA, strikeouts, whip, whip, all of that. Right. And I think that's fair. Now, I will not go as far as some of the stat geeks go and say wins don't matter. I don't be- I don't believe that for a second. I think wins do matter. Wins do matter. But they're overrated as, compared to what they were 30 years ago. Right. Now, like, be- because- Urias' 20 wins for the Dodgers aren't as impressive as maybe Wainwright 17 or what Scherzer's done. I think he's got 16 because, again, I, I don't think Urias has been as dominant as those other two guys. Right. That's This is kind of his coming out year, right. almost. So, And now you can't really look at wins anymore with the specialized bullpens because your starters are lucky if they get into the sixth inning maybe the seventh inning. They don't go deep anymore, and there's more of a chance for the bullpen to blow it. Right, and I think that's the next stat correction you're going to see is that they're going to change the requirements for a win. I wouldn't be shocked if they say you only have to pitch four and a third to win a game. that, possibly. Because sometimes you're or, five and or none. they're saying they could put it in the hands of the the official scorer to determine. Yeah. 
I hate to do that. I hate to do that. See, because that's the other thing is if you give up one run and you're down, or if you're down by one run when you leave and your team comes back the inning after you're pulled, you're hosed. Right. 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 You can be down two to one. You pitch a great game through seven. And then they come back and you come back. Your team comes back in the eighth, scores two. Yeah. And the bullpen guy gets the win. Or you're down down by one after five. You get pulled, and then they score in the sixth. Right. Really? It's a it's a really tricky tricky question. Yeah. I'm an old school baseball guy, so I would have to think about this a lot, long and hard. Right. I, I am not going to discount wins like the stat geeks do, but at the same time, I understand the evolution that it's not as important as it used to be. When you let your starting pitcher go seven, eight, eight. nine innings. Yeah. All right. So your White Sox are in the playoffs. They are facing, as we predicted for weeks and weeks, the Astros. The, yes. Down in Houston. So we'll have to see how that goes. Well, I want insight. I want your feelings. How is this going to go for you? The Sox cannot commit any errors. They have to play flawless defense. You cannot give an extra out to this Astros team. They make too much contact and would take advantage of that. Sox pitching has to be as consistent as it has been. Kimbrell has to pull his head out of his ass when he's used. He's just been brutal down the stretch in the eighth inning. I don't know how much leeway he's going to get from Larusa. Uh, the bats, that's that's what scares me. We've been getting guys on base over the last month of the season, but we have not been able to bring them home. And it's it's getting guy getting the hits with runners on scoring position is what concerns me. I think I think the good thing for the White Sox is that their their rotation is better, in my opinion. I like our starting rotation and I like our bullpen overall better. I don't like I like the fact that the Astros players have been there before. Altuve, That's the big Correa, thing. they've been there before. They know how to play in big pressure, big-time situations. At least last year the Sox got a whiff of that. Right, right. And we've got a manager who knows how to win in the postseason. The Astros with Dusty. Dusty has a habit of blowing it. Dusty can get you to the World Series. Now, here's the thing. I think Dusty can match La Russa. If it was the World Series, I'd bet against Dusty. But Dusty has a way to make it through he can't, the playoffs and look good, and then he can't win the big one. Yeah. It, this is going to be an interesting chess match between Dusty and La Russa. Yeah, this will go five. This will definitely go five. Yeah. Um. Abreu, I'm a little concerned. He's been battling a flu, and he's repeated negative COVID tests. 
they're not sure if he's going to play game one, but they're expecting him for game two. Interesting for the Astros. I saw that uh, they're going with McCullers. Lance McCullers is pitching the first game, not Zach Greinke. That I'm not surprised well, about. Grinke, yeah, Greinke's always had that reputation for not being a big game, big audience pitcher. Right, but he's also been a little dinged up, and he has not been throwing that well. Right. Now, you got Framber Valdez and Yaquiti. I, I I like the Astros pitching, but not as much as the White Sox. It, Although at the back end, it could come back and bite you. It could. When's Dallas Keuchel make an appearance? I, <laughs> Your favorite pitcher. God, I don't know that. I don't. I haven't even could be looked a revenge at the roster. Thing for him. Could be a revenge thing for it him. It could be. Now, I know with Lynn, the Astros have hit him consistently. I will have to see how that plays out. All right. We're just we're just getting in. So I want Dave's prediction, World Series teams, and the winner. God. I will take, I will take. Oh God. I am going to go with the Cardinals and the Astros. Astros win. Dusty Baker finally gets his first championship ring. You know, unfortunately, that's kind of the way I'm leaning. I just is the same. The cards, I, because the Brewers, they can't hit consistently. Right, right. Even though I kind of like the front end I, of the rotation, their back end took a big hit. The Braves are the Braves, the Braves are the worst are team. The Braves are the worst team in the playoffs. They are by far. Yes. The Red Sox, no. I like the Red Sox, but not their pitching. No. Even though, you know, uh, last night it looked better. You know, yeah. when you when you outduel Garrett Cole, that's something. That's saying something. The Rays, I, they've been so damn solid. I just don't know that they can carry it home. I, this is the problem, and I hate to do this, and I hate to say this. I love Kevin Cash. I love the way he manages the team. I love the way the team has been put together. But, yeah, you can only go so far with starting a limited a payroll. You have got to – I'm hearing rumors already this year with the Yankees getting knocked out last night, they're going to go way over the luxury tax. Yeah, that's... to stack that team next year. They're going to trade Torres. They're going to trade Sanchez. They're going to sign Correa at short. They're going to try to bring in at least one, if not two, pitchers. It's I mean, stupid. Because... Resign Rizzo. They've got to give Judge an extension. They're going to go far beyond. You gotta. They they got to get rid of Stanton. No, they can't. They can't. And they love him now because he had a great year. For once, he had a great year. But you can't get rid of him because baseball is all guaranteed money. Well, if you're going to go, you, you can't keep adding and adding and adding and not subtract. Here's my theory. Conspiracy bug that I am. And I bet you'll agree with me on this. 
okay, the Dodgers are already well over. Yeah, pushing over the cap, right? Pushing over the luxury tax threshold. Now the Yankees want to. What do you bet MLB comes out next year and decides, oh, I think we're going to bump the luxury tax threshold up $20 million. It wouldn't surprise me. They're going to do anything they can to help the Yankees. And the Dodgers. And the Dodgers. Yeah. Bullshit. But you're right. They will. They'll bump it up. What I want to see, I, I want to see a hard, hard cap, cap and, and a hard, hard floor. Yes. You make the Pirates, you make the Orioles, you make all these other teams spend, and then you tell the top-level teams, you can figure it out over. and just don't go mad money on us. You be smart, and you figure out who you can sign, who you can't, and the rest go in the pool for the other teams. There you go. But God forbid, Dave and I would run Major League Baseball because then it would actually be fun again and smart again and competitive again. And the Yankees might have to actually figure out how to run a team that could actually compete without, without spending, spending $220 million every year. Hell yeah. And sorry, Players Association, you're not getting guaranteed contracts. No. We go to the NFL model. You get a exactly. base level guaranteed salary, and then the you rest get of the it. the signing bonus. Right. And then the rest, if you play it out, fine. If you get cut, buh-bye. All right, NASCAR. Oh, you didn't want to talk about the Cubs getting ready to extend Rossi? Not really. You know you're going to wind up with a new hitting I coach. I don't want. I don't want to talk about the Cubs. I would like to move on to something. You want to wait for a new, makes me new game planner and catcher coach. I knew they were going to keep Ross, even though I still think it's a disaster. They were better without him in the they stretch were. where he was out. Yeah, with COVID, they had a nice run going there. So no, I don't want to talk about the Cubs. All right, no. NASCAR, the Dega disaster. In more ways than one. Not just the wrecks, not just the rain delay, not just the fact that, again, finally, we knew it was coming. They figured out a way to give Bubba Wallace they a win. Figure yes, out they a way did. To... yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Because they made it rain. They made the guys wreck. And they made Bubba get the lead at that moment. They choreographed the whole damn thing. Bullshit. No, I say bullshit. I've always said bullshit with these rain-delayed or rain-shortened races. It's not like baseball, where there's 162 games, and if you have to call a game due to rain, baseball does their best to replay the game. They will do their best. They'll suspend a game. NASCAR, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. So we've got to give Bubba the win. No different than any other driver who's won a rain-delayed race. No, that's bullshit. It's not a legitimate win, in my opinion. And that's why All it does Pocono count. crap with Chris Boucher. We, you goddamn know. When was the last time we had a legitimate winner? In a NASCAR race, McDowell was the last one where they actually ran a full race, and got through to the first end. time winner. 
or somebody who wasn't expected to win. Yeah. Dinger? On the road course. But that was shortened, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a shortened one, too. Tell me when the last time we had a goddamn race that ran the full length where we had somebody who wasn't expected to win first, second, third time winner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, but we can't. We got to stop this right now. Get Bubba Wallace's first win. Yeah, we got to do that right now. They weren't going to be able to get the track dried. There is a problem with the schedule, then. Stop running these races. In, uh, you just got to go to the West Coast. I'm sorry. I know you and I hate the West Coast. Put no. them on the West Coast. Put them in. I am tired of this crap. There is no way a, a championship race midway through the playoffs should be shortened and determined by weather. After a, a weather delay of a day. The there is no way in hell. The other problem is Degas should not be in the playoffs. I agree. Because it wouldn't have been in that position with that type of racing anywhere else. Let me ask you this. You want you want a perfect analogy to this? If last night's game, the Yankees and the Red Sox, rain had started pouring down in the sixth inning. What would they have done? They Red, Red Sox up three to one. What would they have done? They'd have delayed it until it stopped. And what if it rained all through the night? They should can't. Yeah, you then. can't answer it because they you know should, I'm right. No, I just said they should cancel it. It should be done at that point. If you can't get it in, you cannot carry it over to the next There's day. There's no way in hell they if would ever do over that. over halfway. They would try you... to get the whole game in. You know I'm right. They would never, in a playoff situation, ever do that. We'll never know. Yankees fans would have freaking burned down Fenway Park. They would have driven up to Massachusetts and, you and just burned answered down the Fenway question Park. Why they were going to try and make it happen because it was the... Frickin' Yankees. <laughs> Any other team, it wouldn't matter. You the just point shot is, your own if thing. If it's a in playoff the... race, if it's a playoff game, you finish it completely. And I don't want to hear excuses. I don't want to hear the rain. I don't want to hear the weather. We all know with racing, it's different. But at the same time, suck it up, Buttercup. Run the rest of the race on Tuesday, then. I don't care. Get it over with. Run the whole thing. Figure it out. I don't want to hand Bubba Wallace. I don't care if Bubba Wallace won. I don't. That's not my point. My point he would is feel the same way. You, whoever won. I told Dave in the break. I said the fact is, the people that picked anybody who finished in the top ten at the random point, they decided to stop the race. Got bonus points. You got screwed out of them. Well, here's the thing. They ended the race. They made it official. In what race this year that was official have any bonus points been handed out? I rest my case. Once again, the maestro has proven his point. No, you said because they didn't finish stage two. Yet 
they awarded stage two points. Right. That's bullshit. You're setting the precedent now. The race ended before stage two ended. All right. End of the race. Stage points are not awarded at the end of stage three, are they? No. At the end of a race. No. It's the end of the race. Stage two was not completed. You do not award stage two points in this scenario. I agree completely with Dave on this. Because he doesn't realize it, but he's proving my point. They make the rules up as they go along. There and you I go. don't like it. NASCAR does. And I can't stand it. it. It's absolute crap. So now I fully expect everybody in the top 10 at the end of stage three to get the bonus points as well. You can't have one without the other. And I'm surprised more drivers who think like Ryan pissed. Blaney, like Ryan Blaney, who you had, who I wanted to take, but I went away from the plan and it fucked me up the ass. I mean, that that but is absolute crap. You you don't, you don't do have that. you don't have the ability to get up in the top ten at the end of the stage. So how do you get screwed on that? NASCAR effed that up completely. It's like stopping a football game at the end of the third quarter and saying, we're done. And the other, the team that had the ball down by three points says, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 why don't why? we get the chance to we try just to have score? A, we've got a, we've got. You're first, assuming we won't score. We've got first and 10 at their 45. Right. It's like Blaney, you goddamn well know Blaney would have gotten the top 10 by the end of the stage. I know it. Everybody you knows You know it. it. But no. Because that they decided stupid. we're going to stop it right now arbitrarily. Then you cannot award the stage points. Thank you for agreeing with me. Once again. On that point. Thank you for once again. That NASCAR makes their own rules. That the maestro is the genius of all sports. Eh, we'll agree to disagree <laughs> on that. <laughs> Congrats to Bubba Wallace. Yep. I hope he wins another race I legitimately. Would, I would really like to see Bubba win a race, a full race. Yes. I mean, so many times he's put himself in a position I know. right I up know. front. I know. He was a little happen. he was a little bit arrogant and cocky about this, which I did not like either. He was a little bit arrogant about stand, you know, posing and, you know. I don't like Bubba Wallace. I'm sorry. Ever since the news thing, I don't like him. I think he's a jackass. All right. Next topic. Picks. Playoff race six. The Roval at Charlotte. The Bank of America 400. Well, we thought we were going to get all Chase Elliott, and we're close. We're close. But a couple people who have either used Chase already or have decided not to use him yet for some strange, insane reason. Seven of our eight panelists are in with their picks. Dave and I, along with Sam. Oh, no. Mrs. C got hers in. But she's taken. Yes. Yep. Only two 
have gone against the the road course king, Chase Elliott. Dave and I have alluded to this, the strategy. Yep. You have got, you had to. The one thing you had to do in the chase Is was hold on to Chase, chase. Elliott for this race. So six of the eight of us, as Dave said, Mississippi just got our pick in. Six of the eight of us have held on tightly to Chase Elliott. Yes. Hopefully not in an uncomfortable way. <laughs> In the back seat of a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> For all Bill, you Mall Rats fans out Bill there. and Aaron are clutching tightly to, to Ryan Blaney. Blaney. Aaron having taken Chase this last weekend. Yeah, yeah. The t- these two picks kind of shocked me, especially Bill, because he made a great move up to the front this week. He's in second now behind Doug. Yeah. I'm sticking to the plan. Yeah, we saw how well that worked out for me last week going away from the plan. So I appreciate your thought process because, yeah, going away from the plan last week. Bit you in the yeah. ass. Yeah. I was More a, so than I me. was in a very uncomfortable place <laughs> in the back of a Volkswagen <laughs> last week with William Byron. Ugh. <laughs> oh. So there we go. Yeah. So we're heading over the halfway point in the playoffs in NASCAR and in the Frenzy Cup. This week, not so exciting because we're all kind of simpatico. Yep. We'll see how it plays the out. The last four will be very interesting. Not for me, of course, because I'm out. So he's out, Jerry. Yeah. Yep. Slap my money down. I'm out. I'm out of the contest. <laughs> I might as well take Eric Almarola and <laughs> Stenhouse. Maybe some, uh, I don't know, Chase Briscoe. Because <laughs> what the hell does it matter? I'm done. I'm cooked. But we didn't mention this in baseball. I won the Field of Frenzy. Yes, you did. Congratulations. Well Thank picked down much. the stretch. And I set a record with the most wins ever. So... Yep. I'm not one to toot my own horn because nobody around here appreciates me. Nobody congratulates me outside of my best friend. You got a couple, con- one con- You other- and Bill. Yes, you and Bill. Everybody else ignored me. Ignored my accomplishment. And I will remember that for future reference. Duly noted. Bastards. Jealous bastards. I'm the one who should be pissed. <laughs> You had the lead most of the year. Yep, but my picks did not show up the last couple weeks. So we'll let Dave vent in the last segment with our moments of silence and our dumbasses of the week. Stay tuned, kids. We'll be right back. Are you tired of getting body slammed by the mainstream sports media? Are you sick of their lame trash talk? Check out Sports Frenzy 2.0 with the tag team of the Maestro and the Conquistador. Pile drive those jackasses into submission. Available on all major podcast hosts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and Castbox. Kevin Dave, slap a figure four on all the major sports networks who lie. Kiss ass and refuse to take names. 
New episodes drop every Thursday with new weekend edition episodes every Saturday. And that's the bottom line, because Sports Frenzy said so. All right, kids, welcome back to the last segment here of the October 6th Sports Frenzy 2.0 Sports Edition. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I'm the maestro Kevin Crane. And we're going to pick up on some miscellaneous stuff that we haven't gotten to yet. We've got our dumb asses and a couple of moments of silence. We forgot in baseball a couple of big things. Number one, Joe West is retiring. How did we, how did we miss this? <laughs> we were talking so much about the postseason, talking so much about the evil empire getting knocked down, that we forgot to mention the fact that the worst umpire, arguably next to Angel Hernandez of all time, <laughs> I was gonna say. is finally leaving the game. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank God Almighty. Joe West is gone. <laughs> There's got to be a song there, a parody song somewhere we can put together. Something. A promo. Oh, we're going to have to. <laughs> Mr. Triple Chin is finally leaving the game oh of baseball. God. Him and his, his terrible calls and his showboating trying to always be the center of attention. Yep. In the most Instead of letting the game way. be the focus. He always wanted to be the focus, the man, the myth, the legend. And now he's got it with umping the most games of anyone in the history of baseball. So appropriate that the Conquistador did a brilliant um, Yoda promo this week. Could almost, I guess, more job of the hut. Maybe Jabba yeah, the Hutt yeah, would have yeah, been more appropriate. Yeah, Joe West is more Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So we get we get him gone. Now we need to get Angel Hernandez out. Oh, my God, And please. things might be better in Major League Baseball. They would be so much better. But good for Joe to retire. Please go off into that good night. Got a couple managers who've already been fired in baseball. We're only a couple days yeah. into the postseason. The Mets let Luis Rojas go, which is no shock. Nope. And then that, that team is still a mess, despite the fact that they that put money into them. Steve Cohen bought them and put money into them. And now you've got a pampered. Let, let's see if we've heard this before. A pampered $300 million superstar who wants his best buddy. To be re-signed. To be re-signed for another $300 million. Yeah, guess what? Baez is not worth that kind of money. No, no. Not I'm even sorry. close. And then also another expected firing. Padres got rid of Tingler. Yep, Jace Tingler gets fired. That team underperformed so badly. Oh, it was So bad. Awful. At least Luis Rojas had the... Excuse of not having Jacob DeGrom for at least half the season. Yeah. I mean, Tangler had no excuse. There was no excuses. I mean, Tatis that, did have issues. He had a couple separations of his shoulder, shoulder through the year. But still, that he wasn't enough. He put up MVP numbers. That, he still put up MVP numbers. And they underperformed. Right. And this is probably, outside of Robin Ventura, 
one of the worst managerial hires. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't think anybody would have, and halfway through the season, this is what it was looking like it was going to be. Nobody would have criticized him if they came in third in the West, but gone into the wild card game against the Dodgers or the or Giants. The, but right. the fact they shit the bad as bad as they and did fell off so bad. Finished under 500. Yeah. How terrible bad. is that for that team? With High expectations, talent. expecting to win or at least contend. Now, more. here's my question for you, Conquistador. This is like one of the, like we were talking about Urban Meyer in the first segment with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if he decides, you know, he somehow I'm implodes, done. I'm done. Okay, I can't have a lap dance without you guys criticizing me. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. That might be a very attractive place to go considering you got Trevor Lawrence. If I was a, a like a Buck Showalter or a, a very reputable, prestigious manager who that is had a history, dream team to manage. I would lo- I, I think there'd be people dying to get they that job. They should be lined up to right. take that Padres gig. Right. So I think that's what the Padres ownership is looking at is we can't do this anymore. No. We gave him a year. We gave him the best possible lineup we possibly could. He failed. Now we go and tell everybody, open season, best man in, come on, take this job. Yep. Yeah, for sure. That that is a primo position right now. And if they, I tell you what, if they hire some no name guy like this again, they're they deserve what they get. There's got to be somebody out there. I don't know. You do you get Mike Matheny? Do you pull him away from the Royals? You know, because he's in hell. You know, he's in hell. The Royals are baseball hell. Matheny deserves a shot. He's like a that. better manager than that. You've got to bring that would be to me your least acceptable hire for the Padres. Somebody like that. Somebody like that, yeah. Otherwise, it's got to be Buck Showalter. It's got to – you bring Don Mattingly in maybe from the Marlins? Maybe. Is, is there any bench coach out there that you would trust with them? Again, with this team, this team is a win-now team. Here's, here's a crazy <laughs> thought. I've got one crazy thought. Depending on this team, looks like they want to spend money. They're willing to spend money. Do you go out and get Kevin Cash away from the the Rays and say ten million a year? Ten million, you manage the, the Padres. Oof, that would be you interesting. throw you throw unbelievable money at Kevin Cash for one year. No, no, you'd have to sign him for four or five, yeah. at least. But you offer him an astronomical amount of money per year, ten million a year. God, I th- I right. think that's what you got to do. That would I be think phenomenal. that's what you've got to do. God, can you imagine? Tampa what- Bay doesn't deserve Kevin Cash. No, they don't. They Tampa don't Bay. Spend I'm anything. sorry. I love Tampa Bay. I love the Rays. I do. I love what they've done, but it's got at some point you you can't you keep have doing to spend. this. If you want to sustain, you can't keep build, build, build. Oh, we're at the pinnacle. All right, we're gonna get rid of everybody. Build, 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 build at the pinnacle. Get rid of everybody. It actually worked better for the Marlins. The Marlins actually did that and got two titles. 
Yeah. You guys haven't got, got a title yet. But they never spent anywhere near what the Marlins did either. The Marlins have gotten to the World Series twice and did not win. Yeah. The Marlins spent the money. The Rays, they just draft. Right. No, the, the, the Rays are a very solid organization. But if you're Kevin Cash, do you really want to subject yourself to this year after year where you know you just don't have the players to win everything because they're not spending the money? Or do you go to San Diego where you know the, the, players, the players are, are You have there. the greatest young player in baseball there for another decade. Yeah. That's... Along with Manny Machado for another <laughs> five or six years. Along with you, Darvish. Along with that's a... Melon, uh, Mark Melanson, who's one of the, now turned back into one of the best closers. He had a couple down years. You've got everything in place. It's tailor-made. Yes. That's why I'm saying this should be the most attractive job we've seen in baseball in the last decade. Yeah. Agreed. You can't you can't go wrong with that one. Ugh. Hockey. 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 Wow. Bombshell out of Vegas goalie Robin Leonard accusing NHL teams of handing out Prescription drugs without prescriptions. Ambien. Benzodiazepine, which I think Bless is like... Bless you. Yeah, it's like an ADHD medication type thing. Uh, not a good situation. And he's, I guess, been meeting with the NHL top brass and the tops of the Players Association saying everything that he knows. And kind of calling out a few of his former teams um kind of implying that the flyers did it uh their head coach alan villeneuve took umbrage i do not dispense any drugs blah 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 no leonard was just calling you out for being uh as i think the quote was a dinosaur as a head coach for your poor treatment of players so a lot going on with Leonard. And, of course, the NHL season will start the 12th of October. So yep. by the time we do next our week. next episode, we will be full in to the NHL season. And, of course, ESPN and TNT are now taking Ugh. over broadcasting. We'll see what happens there. So the Blackhawks are scheduled to play after we tape next week's episode. Yep. They'll be in Colorado taking on the Avalanche. So no conflicts there. No conflicts. I won't have to be keeping track of what's yeah. going on. Maybe on the weekend edition when we tape that, you might have to I may have pay to attention pay attention a little, attention a little. We'll see how that goes. Um, vaccination. Unvaccinated players in the NHL are going to be an issue. They're mandating vaccinations for everybody. And there are a few holdout players. Of course. And it's already come out that if they don't play, they're not getting paid. Both the NHL and the NHL Players Association have agreed on that. So we'll see if the, the holdouts. And it's interesting because, of course, we've talked about the NBA and we've got news on that where the two big holdouts have gone in vastly different areas and 
different ways. Andrew yep. Wiggins of Golden State decided to get yep. vaccinated. I'm not going to put my team at risk. I'm getting vaccinated. I'm going to play. I'm going to get paid. And, of course, our runner-up with Naomi Osaka for Dumbass, Dumbass of the Year. Kyrie, Kyrie Irving has a, stayed silent on this. Nobody knows what he's going to do. Yeah. He has not shown up to practice yet because nobody knows if he's going to be vaccinated or not. And, you know, the NHL has a hard stance. Not only can the player not be uh, paid, teams that they're on could be subject to having to reimburse everything, subject to losing draft picks. They're taking it very seriously. Well, have you noticed? Remember, we talked about the NFL put that hard stance in. Yeah. And said that, have you heard anything? Nope. Now, I think New England had a couple players this week go on the COVID list. But when you're talking about money, hard, cold cash, things all of a sudden, yeah, things start getting done. Things start getting resolved. Like with Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. You know, the minute they start threatening his livelihood. Oh, I'll get the shot. Yeah, I'll get the shot. Yeah. Now Kyrie's a nut job. Kyrie's Kyrie's a- Kyrie has got enough money where I could see him taking a stand, quote unquote. And not getting it. And not getting it. And that's fine. Because the sooner he gets out of my life, the happier I'll be because he's just a distraction and you know what? in the sports world the that Nets I don't need. will be a better player without a better team without him. Yeah, but then they're saying now, well, then Harden won't resign. Do they? Who cares at this point? You know, That's Kevin, another distraction. Kevin Durant is going to. They're saying Kevin Durant's going to get screwed because he committed to the Nets because they gave him all that money for sitting on the bench for a year because of his Achilles right injury, and then he brought in Harden, he brought in Kyrie, and now it's going to be just him. You know what? Maybe that's what he needs. That's karma, baby. That's karma. All right. Moments of silence. Uh, You know, I mentioned a couple. Actually, there's only one, but it's a big one. Eddie Robinson, who had been the oldest living former Major League player, has passed away. The last surviving member of the 1948 World Series team. The last time the Indians won anything. So, condolences to his family and friends. I do have one moment of silence, not a legitimate one. So, I'm not trying to denigrate anybody who actually passed away. But I have a moment of silence for the Brooks Kepka Bryson DeChambeau (laughs) feud. Because now it's been announced that they're going to play against each other in the match. Uh, coming up here in November, I think it's 12 holes. Yeah. So now are they going to be all buddy, buddy? This is the worst thing that could happen. They are not going to be buddy, buddy. There's going to be something that comes up, but they'll edit it for TV. You know, we won't get, it's going to go off the rails. This, this Kumbaya Ryder cup moment can only last so long. 
This is wrong. You're ruining golf for me. Now all of a sudden it's going to be, oh, Bing Tiger bad. Golf's boring again. No, keep the keep the feud going, guys. God we need it. Brooks, would you would you let Bryson sleep with your girlfriend? Something, <laughs> something, something to spice this back up again. Jesus God, please, you gotta get me the feud going again. That's what made it fun. All right, dumbass time. Dumbasses the week. The Red Foreman, dumbasses. I will start with former NBA player Lazar Hayward. Kev, why? Who who cares about Lazar Hayward? Who? Because this is something we talked about a couple weeks ago. He faked his COVID vaccination documents because he didn't want to go into Hawaii and have to deal with the quarantine period. Dude. It's the world we live in. Deal with it. Dude, you know the repercussions. It's illegal. You could wind up going to jail and paying a hefty fine for that. That being said, my first dumbass, Evander Kane. NHL Sharks. Busted for having a fake vaccination card. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sensing a theme here, kids? Dude, this is not good on any level. We're not, we're, we're not, again, Dave and I, we, we're both vaccinated, but we're not telling people, if you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. That's Stay your Stay the hell home and mask up. You just, you got to play by the rules at some point. You've got to. If your livelihood requires it, then you get it. Yeah, Kyrie Irving, if Kyrie Irving does not want to get vaccinated, that's fine. Then here's what you do. You resign your position from the Nets, you give up your contract, you give up that money, and you go home and watch Netflix all day. That's fine. You have that right. I wish I could do that. He's got so much money, he could do it. It doesn't matter for him. But some of us have to go to work. Some of us have to make a living. And unfortunately, some of us have to abide by the rules that the government has set down. You're not going to be tracked. You're not going to be infertile. I'm sorry. The paranoid idiots out there saying, you know, you're you're gonna the government is gonna find out where you are. The phone Guess what? Do you have a freaking cell phone, moron? Your cell phone is already telling them where you are. So give it up. And you're already telling everybody where you're at when you're on social media, there's you in, idiots. There's infrared satellites above all of us all the time. Get over it. Every time you check in on Facebook, oh, I'm here, I'm there. Guess what? You're doing their job for them. They know what you watch, when you watch, how you watch it, what you're cooking for dinner, and how many times you're whacking off. So get over it. As long as you're not killing somebody, or raping somebody, or murdering somebody, what are you hiding? What are you hiding? Get over it. Get a shot. Let us all get over this and be done with it. All right. You're next, dumbass. Just missed this last week. Just missed it by like an hour. Missed it by that much. 
Milwaukee relief pitcher Devin Williams, who was actually a very integral part of their bullpen, a setup man for Josh Hader, punches the wall while they're celebrating their NL Central title, breaks his hand, he's out for the rest of the season. How many times have we had had to go through stuff like this? How many times have we had to talk about the stories like this, Dave? Where these guys break their hands punching a wall or they're moving stuff. Doing something stupid. Nathan Evaldi. Let me tell you this. I heard this last night. This is a great story to wrap up. Nathan Evaldi, who pitched last night's wildcard game for the Boston Red Sox. Now, he was very good. Let up one run, I think, in five and two-thirds innings. Beyond the fact that he was grunting after every pitch because they had extra microphones planted all over the We don't need that crap. He got, when he signed, he got a four-year, I want to say, $68 million extension. When he got the news, he was up on the roof (laughs) stapling and tacking on Halloween lights. (laughs) And the guys who were telling the story said, I hope the hell he immediately climbed down. And I hope his agent told him, get the hell off the roof. Don't do it. You don't need to be doing stuff like this. Get down and sign the contract. Somebody else to do it for you now. Uh, If I had that money, if Dave had that money, if either of us had that money, do you think we'd be putting ourselves at any risk like that? Yeah. Yeah, you would. You would. (laughs) You would. I wouldn't. I'd be wrapped up in bubble wrap. (laughs) It's baseball. It's guaranteed. But he hadn't signed the contract. Well, there is that. So you come down, sign the contract, and you go right back up. What, light yourself on fire while you're doing it, too? Sure, why not? Oh, Jesus. God! Final dumbass to wrap up. Christian McCaffrey's brother, Max, is an assistant coach for North Colorado's NCAA football team. Upset that they were getting destroyed. Breaks his clipboard throws it behind him into the crowd and winds up hurting one of the opposing fans. Absolute stupid temper tantrum by an immature idiot. I thought you were going to say he actually threw the clipboard and hurt his brother. Uh, That would have been poetic, (laughs) wouldn't it? (laughs) Because his brother can't stay healthy. Nope, the stupidity of people is mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. What a wild week. A fun, wild week. We've got baseball playoffs starting. So, of course, next week we will cover everything that's happened right now outside of the Yankees, the Evil Empire getting ousted. And, of course, they're saying we're not going to make any changes. You know, Boone's going to stay as the manager, Cashman's going to stay as the general manager. Fine. You're, you're accepting mediocrity. Fine. Oh, we'll just throw more money at it. Right. And again, goddamn, I'm telling you, they are going to bump up 
the luxury tax threshold to help the Dodgers and the Yankees, especially if the Dodgers lose tonight to the Cardinals. Yep. Of course, we've got football next week. Football, football, football. We're over halfway through the NASCAR playoffs next we'll week. Recap the Roval. So, and that is the second elimination race. Yes. So we'll be down to eight with four races to go. And of course, please, please, please check out the weekend edition. Yep. We shoot us, got- shoot us a message. Send us questions. Rank us. Check out the Facebook. Let us know page. you're alive. Yes. The weekend edition, we will be doing our tribute to James Bond. Yes, yes, we will. We did talk a lot about Bond last week, but we will be doing even more this week in tribute to, in anticipation of No Time to Die, the final Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Yes. So you can't miss that. Stay tuned. You can't miss that. You can't. You can't. Check that out this weekend. We love you. We'll talk to you next week.